Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. More playoffs, more podcasting. You know what I'm saying? How everybody doing today, P? I see you, I see you rocking with Phoenix right now. Javon Carter love, you know what I'm saying? He hey, got some PT last night too. Huh? Got some PT last night too. Yeah, you do that when you whoop a team ass. A lot of teams got their ass whooped. I can't. Hey, hey. Shout out to Chris Paul, man. It was a night full of ass whooping, it seemed like. Which one of y'all want to get into first? Actually, no, 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 no. We got some quick comments exactly. that we put a slide through. Exactly. They real light, real light, real light, too. First one comes from Alex Smith. The quarterback? Um, the quarterback. No, I'm going hey, to say probably not the real Alex Smith. But, uh, man, everybody coming – Everybody in the group is becoming bald headed, as in getting their hair cut. We're looking at you next, Beecham. I told him the same thing. You better get that haircut soon, man. It's it's almost that time. Or it's what? summertime. Or what? You just gonna be you're gonna be left behind, man. Yeah, you think, I, you, you think I wanna be in a trend right now, Michael? It's not a trend. It's not That's really why no you trend. Got to that was a trend. No, the reason I got my hair done is because I hate going to the barber shop and I still hate going to the barber shop. So I'm gonna keep that my was hair. A trend. Jimmy Butler. I did, it be, I did it. I did it because it, it killed my quarantine. No, the quarantine too had everybody growing this shit out too. My, I was growing my hair way before quarantine. Yeah, it was, I was, it was too. Trendy. But it gave me that reason to keep it because everybody, right. like I said, everybody was just doing it. Yeah, because it's a trend. Carl Anthony Towns. He hopped on it too, after me. Because you know he'd be watching the videos and stuff. James Harden got the little. Come on he, now. He late as hell. He don't. care. That's that old man. That's that old man getting into trends. Even Curry had the you did. Come on now. He definitely did. <laughs> hey, this is the last comment. This is, I don't know, it could be the worst comment. I, I'm going to see what y'all say. I think it's a pretty clear-cut answer. King Benny Garcia says, would y'all rather be MVP or finals MVP? Finals MVP. That means I, I, would, I would rather be Iguodala than be Jokic right now, I guess. I'm waiting on you, P. When he put it in that aspect, I would rather be Steph Curry than he would have. <laughs> Personally. When I, when I read that question, I was just looking like, do you want to win the finals to be like the guy on that final scene? Oh. Like, hell to the damn. Iguodala was a weird-ass case. That, that that's, doesn't always happen like that. Usually goes to the best player on each on, I mean, on the winning team. Obviously, everybody want to win a championship. Right. But I'd rather be Kawhi, three-time finals MVP. No regular season MVPs, but, hey, he, he he got them finals. But that's the thing. He's a strange case because he's still the guy. He just don't have an MVP. But, like, would you rather be the guy who has MVPs? And That still finals have- MVP, me, I'd rather take that jewelry, man. Yeah, because that means I'm... Means I- did it in the championship like I, but what if you still got jury you just never won the finals mvp like curry mm-hmm. i don't know legacies are built in the finals man and that 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 finals run i I'm wish take, we could ask Giannis, it. would he rather have his two mvps or two finals MVPs? oh we know his answer he 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 said it multiple times it don't matter what i do in the regular <laughs> season no more um but let, let's talk about Giannis. let's just let's yeah, just let's talk see. about Giannis because uh well last night talk to us dear what what'd you see last night you know, I, I was mad, you know? There's a lot of things I hate to see. And I hate to see when there's blood in the water and a shark don't go get it. Um, those dudes, James Harden goes down, there should be a form of life. They should look at that game as like, we need this game. 
because we don't know how long he's going to be out. So when he's not playing, we got to come out and tail still this game. They didn't have no sense of urgency in that game. It seemed like the Brooklyn Nets took it as like, we a man down, but we not going to take no step back. We still going to be on y'all ass. Kevin Durant came out and was dominating. Kyrie Irving had a good game. Um, and then I don't like the I don't like the Bucks defensive scheme. Like, why is Brooke Lopez sitting in the paint on these screens, just allowing dudes to just shoot and like go? You're leaving one guy in open space to guard Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on a pick and roll. That is unfair mm-hmm. as hell. So I don't know, bro. They got to make change their defensive scheme. We know Budenholzer isn't really a fan of that, but some going to change because that shit is not going to work. Yeah, for me, uh, I, I've I watched the game, and then I rewatched um, certain moments like the rest of the night over and over and over and over. Specifically, Giannis touches offensively. Defensively, you're going to struggle because it's the Brooklyn Nets. Like, I don't know the adjustment to stop Kevin Durant. <laughs> so, I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, I, I, what, what are you going to tell Brooke Lopez to do? Come up and then get your ass cooked by Kevin Durant? Like, it, it, to that point, I mean, you're not going to stop Kevin Durant or um, Kyrie Irving. So, that part... I'm not really that focused on, but on the offensive end, they look atrocious. And I don't know if it's because of them or is it because of Brooklyn or maybe it's both. I'll give both sides credit. But when I rewatch Giannis's touches and specifically all of his successful buckets in game one, and then I went back and watched it in game two, and it's a big difference in Brooklyn. In game one, Brooklyn had a respect for shooters, even though they shot the ball bad that game. It's a new series. It was fresh. So when I'm watching Giannis and I'm watching the offense and just him, because it's all focused around Giannis, if we're just being honest, there was respect. Guys had certain respect. Guys are getting followed. They're sticking on certain guys because I respect him. The difference in, in game two is a big whirlwind. I'm literally watching possessions where Kevin Durant is looking at P.J. Tucker like this and walking his ass in the paint. The, one of the first possessions of the game, Kevin Durant isn't even guarding Brooke Lopez in the corner. He has two feet in the paint, and Joe and Joe Harris is guarding, I believe it's Bryn Forbes and Brooke Lopez from a skip pass. So even if Drew Holiday wants to make the skip pass, J- Joe Harris is right there on both while Blake Griffin and, and Kevin Durant is in the paint, and then Giannis is just somewhere in the middle of the floor I've also seen a possession where Giannis has the ball in the middle. Chris Middleton is behind him in a three-point land, and he doesn't move anywhere. And Giannis can't see it with eyes behind his head. And then I watched the rest of the game, and it's the same thing. Brooklyn left a lot of guys and said, we're going to wall up Giannis, and we're going to pack the paint because we don't respect them shooting-wise. And I think in a series, they're shooting like 20%, 26% from three. They shot 20% in the first game. They shot 29% last game. Brooklyn, meanwhile, shot 50%. Um, I even think the Bucks <laughs> are shooting like 53% from the free throw line, if I'm not mistaken. Like, they not making threes. They not making free throws and nothing. And then on top of that, that's like the formula. Like, the more lack of shooting or lack thereof of shooting from your team, the easier it is to become to, to guard Giannis. And I believe they're kind of fucking themselves over right now because that's going to be the rest of the game. So, like, Anybody just you don't even have to rewatch the whole game. Just watch Giannis's touches or try to find somebody that's going to show you Giannis's scoring possessions. Bro. Even in his possessions where he scored, you're going to see it was tough baskets. He had some fall away contested mid ranges. Mm-hmm. Um, he's guarded by three guys. 
you know, I think I'm going to make a video today after the podcast um, showing exactly what I'm talking about. But it was it was very glaring that uh, defensively Brooklyn has something that they have. And then offensively, the Bucks aren't helping that game plan at all. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm Bucks, I agree with everything y'all just said. If I'm Bucks, I'm looking at these last two games like I'm praying that the Nets are just on. Not because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they going to shoot and do what they do. The rest of the Nets is shooting like this, nothing. Landry, uh, Landry Shaman is burning. Mike James is killing. Like all these supporting cast players are playing better than literally your, you know, second or third best players, damn near sometimes, because they just can't shoot the ball well. But I agree with what you said. You got to give credit to the Nets defense. Not only do they show like three bodies, almost to Giannis at all times, but Blake Griffin and Nicholas Claxton. Blake Griffin, like he, he literally kind of taunts Giannis because it's like he gives him space, but he's going to close out. And then Giannis is thinking like, man, he's giving me so much space. I kind of got to shoot it, but I know that in my heart, I still need to dig into that best. So Giannis is in a tough spot, but I think he needs to continue to kind of like, he needs to really get into rhythm with that little mid-range fallaway jumper, I think. Like you said, they're showing him a lot of bodies, but if Blake Griffin has to respect him a little bit more, then maybe he's going to open up. But I think it's really the Bucks have to come and shoot the ball right. They've been shooting the ball so damn well all season that – Mike Budenholzer is just like, that shit's got to come around eventually. You know, we always know in the playoffs, you got to change it up, especially the in-game adjustments. They might have to go down low. Kevin Durant was talking about it, you know, post-game. He said, I think the first game they played them or some shit, or maybe it was in the regular season, they were like, they had 15 more shot attempts than us. This game, they only had like one. So that, so Brooklyn is doing their job in terms of getting their own off- offensive rebounds and limiting those paint. They're doing all the stuff they're supposed to do while the Bucks have just been struggling. Yeah. I this... have the numbers in front of me. Okay. Mm-hmm. 40, 44, this is through the series. 44% from three over the two games for Brooklyn. 24% for the Bucks. Free throw wise, the Nets are making eighty seven percent of their free throws. The the Bucks are making fifty three percent of their free throws. I'm so disappointed, man. I am so disappointed. For I think I, th- I think I came on here before the series started. And I was like, man, this might be the conference finals right here. Whichever one of these teams get out, I think it's probably going to the finals. And I, I wanted it to go seven, and it might it might still. But the way the Bucks are playing, like I remember saying that, like. One of the determinant factors in this series is going to be the fact that the the um, the Bucks offensive rebound like crazy. So far, the Brooklyn Nets have not allowed them to get on that offensive glass, and that's one of the reasons why they're dominating. After game one, I went on call game, and I was like, bro, I'm not tripping. You lost about eight points. Chris Middleton had the worst game of his career. The team shot the worst of the whole season. It ain't no big deal. They'll bounce back. They didn't bounce back. And I think we like I, I think I had a similar notion with the Lakers. We're like, man, okay, they had a bad game. Oh, they had a bad yada yada. They had a bad like you can't go two games of having historically bad shooting nights, Chris Middleton. He had he had moments. He had moments in game number two where he started to take over late in the second quarter and then early in the third quarter. But starting off 0 for 9, having one assist to five turnovers for a guy that's supposed to be doing that thing to you. It's, it's, it's really bad. And y'all know that Blake Griffin and Giannis got this little mini beef because um, Blake Griffin stepped over Giannis. Early, it, I don't know if it was earlier this season when he was with Detroit or last season. Um, stepped over Giannis. They got a little uh, little scuffle. And then in the end of game one, Blake Griffin stepped over Thanasis. <laughs> so this man's just going at both of the brothers. And I, like it, it's, it's great to see Blake Griffin turn it up. You know, that's one thing I can say about Brooklyn. It is great to see him turn it up. But like... I think I made a tweet half-jokingly like, man, that parody thing we were talking about may not be there because the Brooklyn Nets have been so dominant. Yeah. 
and you know what's the worst thing about it is just like James Harden. I I, I think we got to talk about James Harden injury because I think it's interesting with that hamstring because we know how how hamstrings could be. Obviously, they don't want to rush him back, but I don't like. It, I think it's a possibility he he might sit for the rest of the playoffs. Like I, I don't want him to come back and re-aggravate it like we also seen with all these injuries. But like the 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 Nets have been dominant as hell, you know, and like Blake Griffin's resurgence. I. I got so much damn respect for Blake Griffin and what he's doing to this team. I love the dunks and shit he's bringing back. He he dunked on Giannis, didn't he? Yep. I'm pretty sure he did. And then he had that awesome putback. Like people were saying that he he found a finesse Detroit. I think he just he just knew what he sound like he, didn't he was a smart businessman to me. He 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 made a business decision not to dunk when he was in Detroit. You know he a comedian. He played the joke on y'all. <laughs> it was a 49 point lead at one point. 49 point lead in a playoff game. They gave up 21 threes, bro. 21 threes. Disgusting, bro. Disgusting. They gave up 21 threes and they didn't make any. I mean, I, that's what I was telling people in the spaces yesterday. Like, I know everybody wants to come up with theories and we're going to dive in and this is the adjustments that need to be made. This is, but in, re, in reality, like, just to make it as simple as possible. The Bucks ain't shit if they ain't making shots. Facts. I mean, yeah. you can say that for a lot of teams, but when you have a player that's specifically like Giannis, who is thriving by driving and going downhill for bat, for uh, looks at the basket, you have to open it up for him by making shots. And the lack thereof makes it that much easier to guard him because I don't respect you. Like, and even with the boxing out for offensive rebounds, when I was going back and rewatching. And looking at all of the help, a lot of times because Kevin Durant or so many guys were in help position, they had two bodies on Brooke Lopez because they're already there in the paint to help on Giannis's drive. Yeah. So now we just, oh, I'm Kevin Durant helping, and now Joe Harris is for whatever reason on Brooke Lopez. But since I'm already there to help, now we're both boxing him out, and Brooke Lopez isn't going to get two, a rebound over two bodies. It's just too much to ask of him to consistently do that. That's not even fair. And then a lot of times, Brooke Lopez is crashing from the three-point line. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just, it's, 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 it's tough. And I agree with KB, man. Like, Chris Middleton, um, yeah, you can't, I, I mean, I get I get it. Find your rhythm. But yeah, he, even when he was getting a rhythm, motherfucker, you're down 25 now. You're down 27. Mm -hmm. it, 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 like, sure, get it for the next game, but it ain't doing shit now. And, um, it's just interesting, man. It's very interesting because it's hard to dissect this team. They're obviously going to fire the coach if this continues to happen and they lose or whatever. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm a believer that the series series ain't over till it's over. Obviously, with uh, how I gauge the Clippers versus the Mavericks, but I mean the Clippers and the, the Clippers weren't shooting 24% from three. They were shooting 50. Bro, I cannot believe in a team who's shooting 53% from the fucking free throw line. 53% from the free throw line, bro? A big part of that is Giannis. Oh, yeah. I mean, in this game, they shot nine free throws as a team, and seven of those were Giannis himself, and he shot two for seven. The other two were at the Nassas in garbage time. So it's like... Well, what happened in the first game? Uh, First game... Uh, I'll go back to... to if it to, is just Giannis, then I'll slow up and I'll, I'll shut my ass up. Uh, but, man. Game recap here. Hold on. And game number one, when it came to the free throws, um, they were 11 for 19. Okay. 0 for 3 from Giannis. So, you got um, Chris Middleton was 1 for 2. Drew Holiday was 1 for 3 from the free throw line. Um, and Giannis 0 for 3. And then Bobby Portis missed one. But, like, I mean, Brooke, Brooke Lopez hit all his. 
PJ hit all his. Pat Connaughton and Jeff Teague hit all theirs. It's really just like a it's a Giannis thing right now. It's really a Giannis thing. I know who y'all would y'all saw rather that have? Yep. Here, who 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 would y'all rather have? Ben Simmons and Giannis shoot a free throw for y'all life. For my life, like no, I'm not saying nobody's gonna shoot for my life. <laughs> yeah, that Twitter post. Nobody gonna shoot for my life, nigga. If a nigga is playing with my life and it's talking about pick somebody to, sh- to shoot the free throw for you, I shoot that I'm bitch gonna, myself. I'm I'm going to take the gun and shoot him because he's obviously playing around. If you got these type of games you playing, I'm gonna just try to take the gun and just shoot you. It's not real life, Pete. It's not real life. <laughs> Nobody go take your life if they miss the free throw. I'm taking Giannis. I, I think I'm, I'm taking Giannis. Giannis. I'm taking Giannis. I, Mike, it's a fucking joke. Look I think at I'm him. taking Giannis. <laughs> boy said, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> Man, got all types of nervous when taking, I talk I'm about. Taking, I'm taking Ben Simmons. What? Are, what? I are know the, you deal with Ben. So, what are the the stipulations in this? Is it like does he only get ten seconds, or can Giannis take thirty seven seconds if he wanted to? He gets ten seconds. Mm. I might just die before he get the shot up. How long he be taking? 60, 68% from the three-point line in the regular season. What was Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons from the free, uh, 61. So not that much of a difference, but that 7% could be the difference. What were you looking, like, what we looking like in the playoffs? Uh, ben Simmons. In the, <laughs> I don't know if I you want like to see his playoff. Oh, no, no. They was, really they was hacking him. Um, I, they, I know they're going to be bad. I just want to know. Damn. Yeah, I think crazy. We get it. Um, overall, <laughs> so far this playoff run, he hit. Oh, they don't. I don't know why they do it like this now. Now it's just by series. So in the first series, he was ten for uh, twenty-eight. In this series, so far, um, he was three for ten. So thir- thirteen from thirty-eight. Three of ten. Thirteen for thirty-eight. That's thirty-six percent and thirty percent. Does he have a game he didn't make any? And that, and the, I guess the because because the guess the Hawks that was only one game, so they showing that. Yeah, that mean he made because Giannis says it's going oh Come on now, that um, mean they had a game. Yes, he went hand. zero for six in game one versus Washington. <laughs> over hey, six I'm is kind of crazy, Giannis, bro. I'm taking Giannis. I'm taking Giannis now too. Zero for six is wild, bro. He went zero for zero in game two. Zero for six is wild as hell, bro. Zero for six is wild. 0 for 3 in game 3. Bro, I, I, every time I see missed free throws, I'm like, bro, those are just points that you imagine how many points fucking Giannis would have in just like his career mark if he could just hit 80% of his He shit. didn't hit his first free throw until they started the hack of Ben thing in game number 4. Yeah. Damn. That's that, that sounds like a dude that's scared to go to the line. Hey, when he did go to that line when they did the hack of Ben, the second time, he was he was kind of confident. He was he was going up there a little confident, shooting comfortably. He got to get to 60% in the playoffs, man, because 1.2 points per possession is better than one. He's got to get to hey, 60%. Hey, last thing I'm going to say about the Bucks in that series, that shit is fucking ridiculous watching Kevin Durant come back to what he is. Second of all, watching him, well, watching Giannis guard Kevin Durant, which is like a dude that's almost the same height, same, probably even like longer with like arm, arm length and all that shit, he's getting his shot over him so easy. Like, I, I don't even know what to say to that shit. That shit is ridiculous. Chico, man. Letting him know his levels to this shit, man. He letting him know. PJ Tucker, we, me and Terrence be dying laughing because PJ Tucker be trying his ass off to guard Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant be just shaking his ass off. Uh, take another one. Well, you know, KD, uh, they, not that he struggled, but the, the, the people that he has the most trouble with are the smaller guys. Mm-hmm. He, damn, don't he, don't, he don't struggle, though. <laughs> he far from struggling, but, you know, those give him the most. All right. 
2-0 series. We'll see. They go back to Milwaukee. I wanted to go to game four, but I'm probably not going to be in town to go to game four. And that might be the last game of the goddamn series. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Turn it around, Bucks, man. Make some shots. It's There's time. Simple. There's a lot of time. That's simple. Uh, let's go to the other game for last night. We got game one of Denver versus Phoenix. The point guard was like, hey, he going to take over. Mikel Bridges was going nuts. DeAndre Aiden held his own. He didn't get into foul trouble versus Jokic. And all of that. He's making a name for himself. He really. (laughs) uh, Yeah. All of that put together is a win in a game one. The Phoenix crowd was amazing. Uh, You you definitely got a feel for that throughout the the game. They was just showing the audience after every bucket because they were just going so crazy. Um, Then they ended up on like an 18-0 run at one point. And that was pretty much it. That was pretty much it. It It was game one. So. Derek, your first time watching DeAndre Aiden, were you impressed? It's not my first time. <laughs> but I was just saying that in his draft class, he's not typically like he's number one, he's the number one pick, right? But he's not the biggest name in that draft class. He's For Trey, sure. Luca. You can even say Shea probably was a bigger name than him. Mikhail Bridges at one point in the regular season probably had a bigger name than him because he had such a big uh career year this year. Um but he he definitely isn't the biggest name when you talk about number one overall pick. For sure. A lot of people coming in the series, like, sometimes he likes aggression. He doesn't, like, and he's been showing that he can be that dude. Like, he's been that silly. But I think that's 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 why KB was asking, uh, was this your first time watching? Because, I mean, just just saying a realization or um, breaking down a player and their weakness, it don't mean that they don't have a name for themselves. It's just the truth. He's also, he's, he's shown a lot of times, he gonna have to continue to show it though, especially in the series, because that was just game one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think nobody is doubting uh DeAndre Aiden. It just he is what it is. He is times where he could be more aggressive. It's time he could be he plays a little soft. It's times he you know, so and I think people talk about him with the Phoenix Suns a lot more than Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail Bridges wasn't he has more stigma because he had a jump, but I when they people talked about this Phoenix Suns team, it went Booker and Paul, and then it's like, man. If Aiden takes that jump with Chris Paul there, that's why I believe a lot of people had him as they most improved because Chris Paul coming into the equation, they expected a big leap and a big jump, and that would make them a nice little three up there. You got two dynamic guards, and then you got him in the paint. Oh, man. But, Der- but but hey, but Derek, you are on to something because rem- you remember ESPN does a 25 under 25 every single year. Um, Mikel Bridges on this list was 17th, and DeAndre Aiden was 20th. So... According to ESPN, maybe Mikael Bridges did have a little bit more buzz to DeAndre Aiden um, a couple months ago. This was during the season. Well, we at one point, even when we were talking about, we was like, "Who's their third best player?" Some of us that they had said Mikael. I don't remember that. You probably did. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Aiden because he's just needed yeah. more. I mean, I know what I'm getting from Mikael Bridges. Um, what he did last night, that's it's even better. But for the most part, you know you're getting like the three and D. Same thing with Cam Johnson. You know what you're kind of getting from those wings. And anything more they can do is obviously the cherry on top. But yeah. if you have the three and D wings that they have, you have those guards, and if Aiden is being at that level that we've seen uh, a little bit through the playoffs, it makes them a really good balanced team, man. It really does, and it gives them a lot of layers. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they they didn't even need to put Mikael Bridges on Michael Porter Jr. yesterday. I think that's a that's a card they're gonna play if Michael Porter Jr. start to t- uh, turn up. They didn't have to do that yesterday, which is mm-hmm. amazing. And, and and the Nuggets gonna need it. 
You know, like the Portland Trailblazers, we know they don't really have that defense. You know, started with Aiden. That Phoenix Suns defense is going to be there. That's going part of that layers Pete was just talking about it. Like on offense, they they move the ball, they share it. Even Devin Booker, who didn't have no like crazy explosive offensive night, like he was passing the ball, he was making the right passes, he had a bunch of assists, you know. And then Chris Paul is always there to close that shit out. So like, you got to be right there. Though. You can't get this this Phoenix team no lead, and then expect to come back how like the Nuggets usually do. I feel like the Nuggets are that grind team, but with Chris Paul on the other side and him game managing, it's going to take a lot. You're going to need a lot of big games from, like, Monte Morris. Capazzo going to have to have a big game. MPJ going to have to do all that. Yeah, I like yeah. how Paul in that fourth quarter, he saw them reeling at the beginning, and he just came out and just stepped on their throats. Like, nah, y'all mm-hmm. not making no comeback. I'm going to get to my mid-range. He had a quick little 6-0 run, and they had to call a timeout, and then it just built off that. Sad step three. But yep. um, <laughs> hey man, I mean the yeah the Nuggets got it's the same thing they had to do last year. It's the same thing, man. It's the same thing. Suns are a, a better team uh, than the Blazers because I because they have the layers that we just discussed. Like that's why Aiden is so you know important to me because it gives them just a, another dynamic. But um, the Nuggets, the Nuggets, they hung in there for a while, and I was impressed by that, man. I was impressed by that. And I think they gave themselves um, some type of hope and confidence that they can't stick around with them. But, yeah, Mike, they, them dudes going to have to – it's the same story from last series. Like, they couldn't beat the Blazers if Monte Morris wasn't going to have big games here and there. Uh, MPJ going to have to be consistent. And it's going to be tough for him because they got a lot of bodies. Like KB said, you ain't even have to get them Mikael Bridges, but you're going to have Mikael Bridges. Cam Johnson has length. Jay Crowder will try to rough you up. So they gonna have Tory Craig. Don't forget uh, that Tory Craig. And he's playing with a vengeance. He hey, wanted to show the Nuggets they should have kept him. Want to send their ass home bro. <laughs> for real. Uh, but before the series even started, Jokic has said like DeAndre Aiden is one of the the players in the league that I have the most trouble with. And you kind of saw that. Jokic still had a good game. Don't get me wrong. But um, DeAndre Aiden, like one of the few centers who are able to guard Jokic without fouling him. He just he just understands. One foul for DeAndre Aiden throughout this game is crazy. Like, how many centers are guarding Jokic for 36 minutes and only fouls one time? It doesn't I happen. I think that shit came in, like, the third quarter, maybe. It or did. maybe it was the second quarter. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, he. that's why I think a lot of credit has to go. And that's why I said we we know the top two guys are always going to come. But when DeAndre Aiden is on his, like, his on his A game, this team is like a championship team. I, I agree. So I agree, too, Mike. I agree, too, Mike. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And they put Sarge in. So. It did not look good at all. Who? Sarge. They put Sarge in, and it did not look good. It, you just need to take him out. Who? Take the woman to fire him, bro. He a backup. I'm a, I'm guessing that Michael Malone gonna make some adjustments. They'll be back. You know, this team this team does. has too much fight. He probably told them they play play soft and they go come out and win the next three games because that's what Michael Malone do. A little that's tough what Aaron love. Gordon said. Is that what Aaron Gordon said? He said they play softer, scared, one of them. Hmm. He's just saying that because he had his first good game in the playoffs. It's crazy. <laughs> Everybody else <laughs> hey, plays hey, soft. That he was wild. Cause, yeah, because yeah, I was like, Jokic is sitting right there. He's taking a turn away. Never mind. That's a game one for you. All right, let's go to the other game one. Um, the Atlanta Hawks going to Philly and get a win after th- that last five, six minutes was, was ridiculous, man. Um, the Atlanta 30 was even, wor- even more. Like, you yeah. couldn't even look away, bro. Motherfuckers were just getting 
turnovers. Steals and turnovers and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was happening too fast to even react. That was the that was literally like the epitome of like a young team mm-hmm. almost fumbling the bag. But who saved the day? Bogey. Yeah. Big old shot. Said shh. Hit some big old free throws after not attempting one for the whole game. Um, really saved them because, yeah, that double team was fucking them up. Trying to bring the ball up. That shit like a freshman B game. <laughs> I know they're going to be mad as hell trying to go over that shit and fucking when they go look at the over film and shit. Yeah. That told me a lot, though. Like, when I was seeing it, the, and the Hawks won, and we're going to talk about them winning and everything because they played a great game. But that, I tweeted, like, okay, that showed me what this series is about to be. Because now if I'm Philadelphia, I see we yeah. got a rough day ass up. Just get Nate Grill rough them up and get, get get physical. Yeah, hey, you say you don't know, but when in they the first quarter shit, though, or in the first half at least, they were trying to get rough with them, and that shit was whistle, foul, whistle, foul. whistle. Well, they all get the left. Ben Simmons after the game put it out in the air. If I can't hack him, I, I don't want to guard him. That's what he said. <laughs> I, why, why is that the, the sentiment people take away though? <laughs> After watching, after watching certain, like when you watch the play, and I'm pretty sure you've seen it because it kind of had a little viral. Trey Young dribbling and initiating contact on Matisse Thybulle. That's a yeah, foul. I, seen that. I didn't a, think that was a foul. The saying, like, if I can't, like, how? I, what? What are we doing? That I don't think that that means I want to hack him. I think that means I don't want that type of call to be called on me. So now my hands are cuffed. If you call that foul on me, I, I, I can't get aggressive at all because then I'm two fouls and now I'm on a bench. That's that's not that's not saying I want to hack you. That just means I'm six ten with an advantage, and I want to be able to use my advantage. Let me be six ten on a five eleven guy because if you don't, then yeah, I can't I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. That's I don't know that and Kate and Trey gets a lot of like backlash for the foul jump, but it's just like I don't know that he's a master at that shit, right? He uses his size to advantage. Like you're really not going to be in his grill and taking taking that ball from him because he's so small, he's so close to the ground, he's so quick. And like he he's really good at using his body to get all that shit up. So that that was my big takeaway from game one is just like Trey Young. It, it really don't matter who the hell is on him at this point. He still finds a way to be effective. And you know, I think uh, what a lot of teams have other been doing, like you try to trap these guys high up top and everything. But the Hawks have shooters out. Bo- Bogey and Kevin Herter have been knocking that thing down in these playoffs. It's really hard to leave those type of dudes. And then Capella's been doing his thing on the road. John Collins has been playing better, so they're looking real well oiled offensively. And then defensively too, we know what they can do. So they they got they got a lot of chance to kind of keep fighting this. And then again, Jordan B came back on what was it like a partially torn meniscus? Some he's coming off his leg injury, and he still gave them like all all that type of work. So it's like thirty nine nine and four and three blocks and a steal. Yeah, he was amazing. He was amazing on the back leg. So you got to give him credit, but. I, at the end of the game, it's definitely a lot of shit you could take away and be like, okay, we finna come at y'all last game too. Yeah. Yeah, they had a great second half. They literally made all the right adjustments and they damn near won the game. Danny Green cannot guard Trey Young. Please yeah. stop putting him stop the, Yeah, that assignment should be dead after game one, for real. That's what I'm saying. You you saying anybody can guard Trey Young and it's going to be the same shit. I don't believe it. No, I don't believe it. They did a pretty good job. I, I don't believe it. I think Danny Green. Matisse did a good, yeah, Matisse yeah, did a good job, too. They got But what I think they got to do is keep it one-on-one, though. Because as soon as they start throwing two bodies, Trey Young is such a good passer. He's finding Bogdanovich. He's finding Kevin Herter. So you got to give it. Like, Matisse, here you go. Ben Simmons, here you go. And everybody else just stick to their man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the only problem is, like, those Matisse, Steibel, Ben Simmons minutes are so hard to watch it sometimes because they're not getting guarded <laughs> at all. They and, they and then I think at one point it was Matisse Steibel, 
Um, it was Matisse Stiebel, Ben Simmons, and Dwight Howard on the Dwight court. Dwight Howard, together. yeah. I'm like, man. I mean, you talk about bad rotations. That that should look hard, hard to watch offensively. Yeah, defensively, that freaking roller tree on is still lethal. That yep. lob threat, that lob threat, and the shooters. I don't even know. I don't know what you really even do to stop that shit, bro. This is somebody on him that's gonna be. Yeah, hey, you put your defensive player of the year on him and say you're gonna have to slow his ass down. Ain't no such thing as locking up like these superstars, but slow his ass down. Make him have a rough game. I'm, I'm riding with that. I'm riding with that. I got a 6'10 dude who's gonna be able to fight through screens better than uh, Danny Green and all of that shit. I'm, yeah, I'm. Going. And Danny Green's so funny because so Trey doing Trey Young doing his floater, he's just smacking at him and stuff like. No, he's snapping a bit of back. This all I see on my TV. Trey going up to the going up to the rim. <laughs> but oh no, my favorite part from this game is when Trey Young gets that D three and he's just holding this follow through, and then it cuts to Jock Rivers. He's just like, but no, like, I, 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 I'm okay with Trey Young being a, a creative to get to the line, draw your fouls. But I'm talking about the ones that ain't fouls. But all the shit where he getting slapped in the back of the head or he putting somebody in jail and all that shit, yeah, pump faking and they jump, get to the free throw line. Yep. But if he's doing all that to get the fouls, y'all can't be calling the bullshit fouls either because that only makes it worse because he's already going to be creative with them. But, yeah, I, I agree. They can't play like that, KB, because that's what the Clippers try to do to Luka. Like, Luka wasn't going to be able to make a skip pass or some shit. Right. And now, yeah, those ain't Dorian Finney-Smiths. Those are Kevin <laughs> They got Hurley. shooters. They got you know shooters. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't like that. I don't like that scheme at all, man. But I do think that the Sixers – should get in should get in their ass a little bit more because the end of that game um showed you, you know what I'm saying? Like if you get a little girl, and I'm not saying they finna have them not being able to bring the ball like I'm not saying it at all. But uh, some pressure. Get in their face. Cause what? Kevin Herter is a shooter. So I'm gonna get in Kevin Herter. I'm gonna make him uncomfortable anytime that I can when he's not just catching and shooting. Um and everybody else the same way. And then Solomon Hill could not be making threes. <laughs> not, like when Solomon Hill is making threes, you can count your days. Like I, he, he I came in after not playing and just started yeah, chucking he, threes. Bro, that's he was that's a veteran right there. No, that's a guy who was on the team and they rolling and he's sipping a big uh, can of I don't give a fuck juice. Like <laughs> all role players, when a team is up 25, everybody's hitting now because they got big ass nuts now. Everybody landing nuts saying, we up 25. <laughs> You remember, you remember uh, what was it when Brent Forrest had like 20 something in like the first half, some shit, because the Bucks was up uh, big on the heat? And his no. ass was <laughs> confident as hell, confidence on a thousand. Game uh, number two should be different. Though. Yeah, game number two should be different. And if it's not, then can you imagine the Atlanta Hawks in the conference finals? That would be that would be so weird out of nowhere if they made it to the conference finals. The first time making the playoffs, they fucking go to the conference finals. First time ever making the playoffs. I, I don't think I, I would I would be happy for them, but I wouldn't like it at the same time because then it would have like whenever teams are burning their ass, first of all. That, and, that <laughs> and then whenever a team is ahead of their process, it puts these expectations on them where now like if they don't do that again, they fail them. Like, oh the Hawks made it to the way, way Eastern Conference Finals. They they there now. They are and then now next year if they come out and get a first round uh exit. Is Trey Young a guy you really want to build around? <laughs> Conversations come right, right there. Just like Tatum and the Celtics. They made that little run. Then it was like, Kyrie, hey, we're coming back. They should do their thing. And then they asked, wasn't on shit, motherfucker. Like, like, huh? Then they're going to be on Ben and Joel's ass, too. They will. They mm-hmm. will. 
They deserve that, it. That Ben Simmons, that Ben Simmons, Damian Lillard trade might go down if that if they lose this series, man. Yeah, yeah. That'd be decent. Yeah. For seventy sixes, because I'll tell you one thing, Portland. You trade for Ben Simmons, and the minute that contract is out, <laughs> <laughs> well, he he got four more years. He there. He there for a minute. <laughs> um, so we got a couple more things. We we had a game seven that we haven't been able to talk about. Uh, the Clippers beat the Dallas Mavericks at home. Be finally win a game at home behind Kawhi Leonard being dominant again. Um, another good Reggie Jackson game. This is a couple days ago, so I don't remember everything that happened. But they win a game seven. Uh, let's let's recap that win, and then we'll get to the preview of of Utah versus Clips. It was a great. It was a good ass game. I'll start with that. You know, like it's what I wanted at a game seven. The stars are going back at it. Luka Doncic went out and showed that, you know, he will try to go in and take that game over his damn self. Man, almost had 50 out there. But um, I don't know. The, the Clips just did what they needed to do, right? Kawhi Leonard had his game. The shooters came out. They had players like the the Morris, Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson. They did what they needed to do. So I don't know. You know, I felt like this was just an exciting game seven, but it's just like it wasn't too much to dissect out of it. Terrence Mann, yeah. Duncan, Luke Kennard finally got PT, hitting shots. Everything happened at the perfect time. Rondo wasn't in a rotation, which was surprising, but it worked out. Um, I like Rondo better when he's on the sideline coaching and shit. Mm. I don't know. I'm trying to show you that Dallas is – they need they got a lot of work to do in this offseason to get Luka the proper pieces around him or to figure out something to get somebody next to him that could be a little bit more consistent because Porzingis isn't it. This series, you can just kind of saw his, all his weaknesses. Um, so you done with Porzingis? You see no way in hell that Porzingis get back. You think? Well, he's gonna have to be a fan of Porzingis because Porzingis is getting traded for CJ McCollum. See, <laughs> that would be it. I, I, and the same thing would happen. In my opinion, <laughs> I don't think CJ McCollum changed shit. He, he's he. I think he I think becomes he, think a, a better two option because they didn't have a two option. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have a number For two. Sure. A number two. But I think they run into the same problems. I mean, they they're gonna be like Luke and I mean they're gonna be like Dame and them a little bit. Like they're gonna be cool and have a chance. But oh I don't yeah, they don't they don't elevate them to contenders. If they could get C.J. McCollum while you still have Przingis, I'm liking it because I, I Przingis was god awful. But there's no way in hell that's who he is. It's not. It's not who. That's not who Przingis is. It's not. And he just last year in the bubble was hooping. Before he, had yeah, before he got injured. Uh, he had a surgery offseason for the recovery, short offseason at that. And then he come back and, you know what I'm saying, it, it's tough. So hopefully this offseason uh, he he can really work on his game, have a full offseason, and next year he can come in. And because of how good Luka is, Przingis don't need to be an all-NBA player. He just can't be the player that we saw in the playoffs. And I don't think that that's who Przingis is. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say that they don't need anything, um, but I don't think they need to be desperately looking for stars that aren't really available <laughs> because I, I like, hope that's the right reality is that they're, they're not available. So what are you going to go do? You're going to blow your bag on DeRozan because you're that desperate? No. What, what, what are we talking about? You're going to hypothetically get excited for Bradley Beal and McCullum to maybe be available. And even if they do, Dallas, you don't have shit to offer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oshay will be like exploring um, CJ McCollum trades as well. I can't hear you, bro. My fault. Oshay, Oshay? I keep forgetting. The Neil Neil Oshay. You said he's going to be exploring CJ McCollum trades. He did? Yeah. 
He said that the reason we lost is not because of our roster. Because they I'm ain't like, a big point guard. <laughs> like he, he said a lot of stuff in that press conference. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, I understand Damian Lillard is, of course, he's a bigger point guard. That is a fact. But that still doesn't deny the fact that you ran three motherfuckers out there that are 6'3 and shorter. Like, that's the that's the point. And he was like, yeah, we lost, but it wasn't because of me. It wasn't because the roster I put together. We just lost. Like, I, I don't understand that. Like, you have to take some type of accountability. You traded for a 6'3 small forward and got dominated to a team that was missing three rotational players. Like, you have to take some responsibility for that. And he didn't do that. I would I would love to see him make some trades. Though. You got to do something. Can we dive into this real quick? No, what about Powell. it? Contract situation. Mm-hmm. What is his current contract situation? Player option? No, he's, uh, player option, team yeah, option. Yeah, I got option. you. Player option. Okay, let's let's get into this. Let's, let's get into uh, O'Shea. That he's going to decline, you said, D-Mills? Yeah, because I feel like he's going to get more money. I think he's getting Player more. options worth $11.6 million. He's going to make more than that. That's, that's going. So you Chris- might lose him. <laughs> Chris yeah, Paul said that he's declining at 44, so uh so he can get another because that 44 is dumb, but if he get if he get 30 for another three, that 90 is more than that four. Don't pay Chris Paul 30 for three more. Oh I, my I, god. I, that's I but even if you give him 25, 25, 50, 75 is more than that 44 that he's just gonna sit on for that one last yeah, year. But I'm just saying, he, like, he can't keep this up for three more years. He won um he won uh toenail breaking away from Sitting down for eleven games, so he won his bag. Um, <laughs> I can see a world where like that team, like the Lakers, offer Norm something. Is he restrict? He ain't restrict. They can't. They, the Lakers don't have any fucking money. They don't have any money right now. They'd have to make six trades to even get eleven million that he just turned down. Norm Powell just got that playoffs, and that's it, right? He ain't restricted. He just a player option. Yeah, it's not yeah. Oh shit! Oh shit! Woo! Come That's on, come on, Gary Trent Jr. trade was horrible. Yeah, because yeah. you would have had him at it's six tricky. five, gritty. He fits what they want, and I think Damian Lillard players like Damian Lillard and Luca, um, even to a three LeBron way back then, they need those type of guys. Like, yeah, us mm-hmm. if we can get a Bradley Beal, cool, but those are so far fetched. But I think Damian Lillard and those guys who are. are have teams around them they need gary trent feistiness like i got mm. you big bro i'm here ah, i'm in your face what nigga let's box that's what gary trent was about norman Powell ain't really like that but he's gonna try to get 17 shots he's also 6-3 and then boom this contract situation so now but gary trent jr which you 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 said the males i'm gonna give you credit they fuck around and just didn't want to pay him too because this Norman Powell situation is, yeah, we try something, and if it don't work, he leaves. But it ain't our problem because we, 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 he left but us. Would say that Norman is a top priority. He, he is should, or not? Th- he is, and he has to be a top priority because you traded for him. You know what I'm saying? If you trade right. for him and you don't resign him, then you just did nothing. You like the reason you traded for for Norman Powell was a, a, a help us right now move. Norman Powell is a better right now player than Gary Trent. But at the end of the day, it still ended in a first round exit. So the trade looks bad at the moment. So now you have to go and you have to win this bidding war against any other team to keep Norman Powell. So now you don't look like you just lost the trade dramatically. Because they, st- they still have his bird rights. Because that's why you trade for him. You have his bird rights. So you can go over and under the cap to bring him back. So if a team offer him 20 some million, you got to go 21, 22 to keep him. And I don't know if he's 21, 22 
on this team. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you want to pay right. that much. And see, that's and why also, if I was if I was Portland, you could have looked into that shit. Because I mean, obviously, I mean, let's be real. Normal Powell went for the take their ass over the top. Like just looking at that trade, they always been like really good, but they not going yeah. over the top. But we had this conversation a long time ago, and I was telling you, I was like, bro, one of my favorite players to watch is Gary Trent Jr. And then like, we was talking about, like, Gary Trent Jr. is someone that, like, he could be that shooting guard right next to Damian Lillard as you trade C.J. McCollum away. Now you don't have to yes. fill that spot. But, yes. I, but, but I think that's what they're trying to do with Norman Powell this offseason. Norman what? Powell's now the 6'4". He's a, I mean, he's a 6'3 shooting guard, and you trade C.J. for the bigger wing. Yeah, but I think I'm, I'm with Mike, though. I'm with Mike because we did have this conversation, bro. I'm with Mike. Like he, Gary Trent Jr. is that prototypical low maintenance offensive shooting guard who is going to play his ass off on the defense. And when I say low maintenance, he just going to catch and shoot, and he has the balls to shoot any shot. And then you can trade CJ for that wing, and now you have this low maintenance Gary Trent who you tie up early, you pay him a little bit more early, yep. and you because yep. you have his bird rights too. Boom. And now you flip. This is my thing before you go, D Mills, because I want you to get involved because it seems like you're about to say something. My thing with Norman Powell is even if you can't give him 22 to another team's 20, does Norman Powell want to come back to you? Does he say, hey, the season I was having with the Raptors didn't really feel the same way with the fucking uh, Blazers? And I don't know if, how long Damian Lillard's going to be there. So shit, I should dip. I, I, the two extra million you're going to give me compared to this other team, I'm out. Shit, I'll fuck around and go to the Mavericks because I know Luka's going to be here. I know Przingis is going to be here. This trailblazer shit, we're getting a new coach. Damian Lillard at any minute can be like, you know what, I'm out. And I really didn't have the same impact and didn't feel the same way I felt when I was with Toronto. Or he could be that type of guy where I want to go back to a situation where I'll be more featured like Toronto instead of being complimentary to two other guys. Because they're not going to tell him, hey, we bringing you back because we about to trade CJ for a small forward. That ain't some shit that they would be able to sell him on. Because then if that is get told, a lot of shit going to break away. And how do they know that Damian Lillard is going to... I don't know. I, I, it's just it's Damian Lillard going to have to ease up a little bit because he's going to ride. He's so loyal. He's so, he's such not wanting to cheat the grind. He reminds me of a guy that would be like, man, don't trade CJ. You know what I'm saying? Like I could, I get that vibe from Dame a little bit, bro. I, I really do. But I think they playing with some fire, D Mills. Think they playing with some fire? I think it. I think there's a chance that this all this shit just blow up this offseason. Like, cause I feel like it could really just go nowhere. Cause when you put Norman at CJ spot, you don't really get better. Um, when you trade CJ, I feel like you're not gonna you're not gonna get back equal value. They ain't gonna still be backpacking this team without CJ. Norm is not gonna be an upgrade from CJ because he can't he can't take over a game like CJ can when. When they may be struggling, um, it's just it's just not it's not gonna work, bro. Like it's what team? Gonna... I was I'm looking at the standings here, trying to trying to rack my brain of what team could use perimeter scoring like CJ, but also can give the the Trailblazers something of value, and it's like nothing. Yeah, that's what I that's what I was saying. Like it's nowhere to really even like send CJ where you're gonna get some back. I say it's a team right now. Hey, what if what if what if CJ for Chris Middles? Why not? I would experiment with that. That's that's an, that's an interesting Buck trade. Do that, yeah, I don't know. I, this I motherfucker think, Chris Middleton playing his way out. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing with with Deep Mills. I mean, yeah, it would be nice. I would like to see it. I, of course, you know, but I could see the Bucks being like, 
Yeah, the, I feel Gian, like he's Giannis like Chris. Yeah, he's True. a buck guy. I think I think that that's like one of their guys. I'll yeah. tell you a thing right now, and it ain't gonna be sexy, right? But the Hawks. What if the Hawks say we trying to get for real, for real? Because they are good and they hooping right now, but this ain't no team that's gonna win a championship. They have to go. They gonna have to try to go get somebody too for Trey. So if they want to get sexy, they got a lot of shit going on over there. You got the John Collins shit. You got uh, you got the Cam Reddishes and well, all those guys are on like rookie deals. They gonna have to. They gonna have to put a lot of. They, what if Collins, they said they believe in Bogdanovich. John Collins about to get paid, but you could. But that's what I'm saying. You can still keep Bogdanovich. They have so much going on over there. John Collins about to get paid, emails Like he has to. I, I don't know if he's gonna get the max he want or whatever, but he's about to get an increase in money. That backcourt sounds. Wait, so who were you uh, talking about? You said it would be Cam Reddish and John Collins. No, I'm just saying. Oh, I, are you I throwing out names? I don't know. I don't know if I want to throw out DeAndre Hunter because DeAndre Hunter fits Trey Young like a he's mother. untouchable. He's damn near he, untouchable. He fits Trey Young. He probably wouldn't be in there for sure. Right. But if you can get, yeah, John Collins, maybe Kevin Herter. Because do you, you like the idea of Trey Young and CJ in the backcourt together? I don't like that at all. You gonna add him with a smaller guard than Damian Lillard? Who yeah. do you have back there now? Um. Herder is, is Kevin Herder, he's not no lock six, six. but yeah, he's six seven though. He got some size to him. Doesn't Bogdanovich start next to him? He's six five at least. And those are uh, Kevin Herder is a good defender, I think. Yeah, from what I've been seeing. Um, what about the Knicks? Cool. And we don't have shit. To, what, what would we give to the Blazers? Yeah, I don't. What's over there? You don't want Frank Nilakina? <laughs> if y'all need wing defenders, Frank Nilakina do that. If if we made a trade for Frank and he was the big piece, that would Are you you disowning that team? Dame would disown. Uh, what about the <laughs> I saw that. But I would want Matisse. Too bad. Too goddamn bad. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trading Matisse and I think we talked about this last episode, didn't we? Yeah, probably did. I'm not trading Matisse and Tobias for CJ McCollum. Are you crazy? What'd you say? Zach Collins can go with him. Zach Collins nobody hasn't played Zach, in two seasons. Yeah, nobody wants that. Zach Collins is a, from what I heard, he's a streamer. <laughs> is he really? I thought he was one of those names y'all said he'd be streaming or some shit like that. Oh, mm. I, I temporarily forgot he was on the team because I ain't seen him play in that long. He be that. He be dressed up, man. He be, he be trying to. Put he said his on the name sideline. in the party. I had to think about like who the hell is that? I ain't seen Zach Collins in so long. I, I think I remember about his Collins. games. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all so, ready to preview this this uh, game one? Yeah, let's preview game one of the next I'm the last at the series. That say Cleveland Cavaliers giving fourth best odds to trade for CJ McCollum. Why? Why? But they go trade Kevin Love, Jared Allen, and they gonna run Garland Sexton. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure Cleveland from Ohio though. Cleveland from Ohio though. Oh, uh, CJ from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Cleveland Brown. Plus points. Plus points. They got CJ McCollum and Chris Stapps. A trade meet. A CJ McCollum, Chris Stapps was against trade. That's what I said earlier, but it, I, I don't like it, man. 
Oh, seven trade ideas for CJ McCollum. All right, let me read this article. Let me see what somebody's talking about. Um, number one. I, think, I like it, but I, 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 I don't know. Przingis coming off of that. How do you how do you convince them to take Przingis off the playoff performance he just had? Here go here go a trade. Oh, and then wait, wait, before you go into that, bro, that I was hoping you write about what you say about Przingis too. Like this is that because you never want to judge somebody at their worst, right? But damn, like him being seven three, taking some of the shots, like that pull up in three, that pull up three in transition, that was probably the one of the worst shots I've seen all playoffs. My boy, but no. he made such a great play on the defense end and fucked it all up. But, no, I, but like I said, I'm hoping you're right. I feel like it's if it's more of just like a confidence thing, like he got to get that confidence back in the gym, confident his body back, you know, all that. Maybe it's that, but damn, I hope you're right I'm with his you Right now, I can guarantee I'm right. How much of me being right, I don't know, but I guarantee <laughs> he's not going to average nine and three. I hope. Oh hell no! I hope not. Right, and that's kind of he got to get like if he could be if he could be come around that fifteen to seventeen score again, that dude that can maybe get you twenty something. I, I feel like that's a good area for him. He got to average the least he can average. He got to be nineteen to seventeen. Ain't gonna cut it, bro. It ain't gonna cut it. Like he averaged twenty this year. He averaged twenty and nine. Mm-hmm. He just need to be that, but have games where you can give them thirty. All right, let me get to these trades. I, I want Derek's reaction first and then the rest of you. I just want to hear from a Blazer fan what you think about some of these trades. These are not, by the way, for the people at home, this is not me putting together these trades. I just found a random article. Um, so shout out to Nathan Powers, who just published this article 14 minutes ago. <laughs> so <it's laughs> good, good timing. Trade number one, Memphis Grizzlies. CJ McCollum gets traded for Justice Winslow and... Either Dylan Brooks or Kyle Anderson, and either Tillman, Grayson Allen, or Brandon Clark. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind Dylan Brooks in that backcourt for Dame. Um, I don't know about that third piece. I don't know who I would want out of that. There's a team I threw out in the last episode. We talked about the Grizzlies. Yeah, but do you I, want the shit that they name it? Right. I think Me it makes too. sense for the Grizzlies. Me too. Some of these, at least. But they, they, I think Dylan Brooks is that guy, though. Like, he fits like that Memphis grit and grind type vibe. And, like, I don't know. But gotta give up you said what? It'd be a dumbass trade. You just had Gary Trent kind of beat Dylan Brooks. He traded him to go get the same type of guy. <laughs> that would just be so stupid. Here's another trade that's. Interesting. Uh, something tells me the guy that wrote this article is a um, Trailblazer fan. Uh, CJ McCollum and Derrick Jones Jr. for Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey. Hey. I'm going to give up my mind at my 20-year-old backup point guard and get back Derrick Jones Jr. Yo ass going to get Shake Milton before you get Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> <laughs> and I fuck with Shake Milton, but like realistically, that's who. Oh, my God. Trade number three. Uh, Caesar McCollum, Anthony Simons, Nas Little, a 2022 first and a 2024 first for Paul George. Hey, yes, sign me up. Of course you're going to. Yes, you would have. Yes, why wouldn't you agree? Now, why would the, the Clippers would have to lose this round for them to be like, all right, it's time to, time to change things up. Even if they oh. lost this round, they're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, Anthony Simons. You do this trade little. and Kawhi don't even resign. Yeah, they would just be. 
Um, I'm sure I still had that option. It's just not. <laughs> I keep forgetting that that's still an option. Here's an here's another trade. I, I'm gonna click a, click on this guy's um, profile afterwards. I guarantee you he only writes about Portland Trailblazers because he's CJ McCollum and Derrick Jones Jr. for Buddy Hield, Marvin Bagley, and Rashawn Holmes. Damn. Here's three starters to get another small point guard. When we already got two point guards on the team that are good. <laughs> hey, I'm with it. Of course you are. Uh, trade number six, CJ McCollum for Marcus Smart, Peyton Pritchard, a first-round pick, and Romeo Langford. That's a lot for CJ McCollum. What? You said, the first, you said Marcus Smart, a first-round pick? Marcus Smart, first-round pick. Peyton Pritchard, and then, I mean, That's Romeo That's a Langford. lot for CJ McCollum? I don't hate I this really trade. How, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't, don't, I don't think you, gay, CJ, cause, cause I don't think this pick is unprotected. You. Wait, who was the big? Did you say Romeo Langford or did you say Marcus Smart, Peyton Pritchard, Romeo Langford, and a first round pick? I don't know, man. That's too much. I thought you. Were you know what? You know what? It's the fucking me. Celtics. Trade away that shit. I want to see them make them <laughs> trades. Actually, trade away I them picks. I said that's too much. Hey, because I just heard four things for this man, CJ McCollum. A couple of things out the f- ain't on shit. Romeo Langford ain't been on shit. <laughs> He he no he. Romeo Langford gonna do that in the camera. Yeah, first Peyton Pritchard has been decent for them as a backup, and then fucking Marcus Smart. We know what Marcus Smart brings to that damn team. That pick is probably late in, in, in the twenties. They're gonna be a playoff team again next year. You know, um, that's a last trade. Two more. C.J. McCollum for Victor Oladipo in a signing trade. Presses Achuya and Kendrick Nunn. No, hell no. Nah. I'm not. Before, I'm not doing shit for Victor Oladipo, bro. <laughs> he got to come back and hoop. And the last Celtics trade was too much. That's too much. And the, here's the last. At one. least they ass is playing. Here's the last one: CJ and Anthony Simons for Pascal Siakam. So you just gonna trade with the Raptors every time? <laughs> <laughs> Why would they do this trade? Hey, and look, 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 look. I'm looking at this guy's history. Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard, oh. Norman Powell. There's Robert Covington. He only writes about this team. Um, oh, that's the dude Derek went to go get lunch with. <laughs> These are bad trades, but I, that, that was fun. Um, let's do this preview. Uh, Clippers versus Utah tonight. I think Mike Conley's still questionable as we record in this video, so we'll see Why how that goes. Questionable? Um, I think he has a hammy. He has a hammy thing. Uh-uh. Don't um, now. You did all that shit against the Grizzlies. He was actually out for the Grizzlies. Some of that's Grizzly series, too. I'm just talking shit. Shout out uh, to Mike Conley. Get healthy because he's a starting point guard. Mm-hmm. They're all star point guard, too. Don't forget that part. Yeah. Finally. First time. First time. The, the oldest player to be a first time all star in NBA history. Hey, you know what my boy said? Better late than never. Mm hmm. But never late is better. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, this should be a fun series. Um, I got the, clips in six. Oh, just go to it, huh? Just, <laughs> just go. What are you excited to see about this? What makes you confident in the in the Clippers in six? I think that Kawhi Leonard is back in his back on his shit. I don't know. I think the most important factor in this series is like, can Rudy Gobert stay on the floor? Like how? How effective is that small ball lineup that the, the Clippers are probably going to throw up there? How effective is that going to be against the Jazz? I, I think that's probably a big thing. I don't like Danny, y'all. 
This is the second time we talk about the Clippers and nobody say shit about Paul George. Y'all, y'all the media, y'all Twitter. Yes, y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all I, I, I take that. I am Twitter. I am Twitter. Motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> talked about Game Seven and not none of these motherfuckers. Everybody watched said anything about Paul George. Them motherfuckers said uh, Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, Kawhi. Because what Paul George did was a Paul George thing. Like, we were showing, I was showing love to the motherfuckers that ain't done shit the whole series. Luke and Art, he ain't played. You know what I'm saying? Him dropping 11 was big. Paul George had a Paul, a, a typical Paul George game, which is good. Kawhi did, too. Well, Kawhi had a triple-double there, man. He, he did. And, yeah, he, man. And, and the Yoke, I mean, and the uh, Doncic assignment, too. And that second half, Doncic won on. did that assignment, too. The, for, for, but, for the two games. But majority of it. And that's when that nigga had 30 in the first half. <laughs> PG ain't the defender that uh Kawhi is. Exactly. But I saw Ka- I saw Luca give Kawhi buckets too. He, he, always did. Fade away he in did. the did. He always fade away in the second half because he carries so much in the first yeah, half. So he tired. Fighting. So we can't even. You know what I'm saying? But no. What, I, what I'm what I think is gonna happen in the series is Donovan Mitchell gonna start hooping and then they gonna do the same thing. They'll be like, all right, Kawhi, there you go. It's your assignment now. And it's. Oh, it, I don't even And that. I think, bro. I think one of the announcers said that shit too. They was like, "I never understand why Luca in the second half his number just drop a little bit." Like, bro, the man has been carrying the whole fucking time, right? Like, there ain't no such thing as fatigue. They just playing without that shit on. Before he got pine tar on his neck from carrying them motherfuckers. And they talk about why start Kawhi on these other dudes. Just don't let them start off. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because then you you burning him out. Yeah, you burning him out. That's like that's like a. A, a wild card that you throw out when it's necessary. Like, like I said this in my video that that's one of the reasons why Ben Simmons has started out on Trey Young because th- these are guys that do a lot on the offensive side of the ball. You don't want to also burn them out on defense too. Kawhi had forty something fucking points in Game Six to save them. You know, like he if he's guarding Luca the entire game, he may not be able to do that. Um, so let let Paul George start off with Donovan Mitchell. Paul George is still a great ass defender. That's a good option right now. And then if it ain't working. All right, Kawhi, it's the it's the second half. Let's 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 go take this home. That's where it matters anyway. Down the stretch, I mean, nobody's gonna let the as get down twenty. This somebody just fucking them up that bad. But yeah, if you can keep up and keep it a game, and it the last possessions, that last stretch is where you need them stops at to determine a game. Usually, um, yeah, though it's gonna be a nice series. I agree with Mike though. I'm interested to see the looks. That the Clippers uh, start off with, are they going to put Zubac back in it, or are they going to attack their ass at the small ball lineup for an get go? Because that's where the momentum is at. And if they do, what does that look like for the Jazz? Um, and will the Jazz slow up their offense by trying to force feed Rudy with these mismatches? That's that's the that's like one of the worst things. Like teams the Mavericks did. did. The Mavericks was like, hold up, Boban, Reggie Jackson, Gardner, <laughs> we gotta get him the ball. Wait, pull it back out. No, Luca, no you more. Know that, you know what that should be leading to? Four shots in the team. Every all eyes is looking at that matchup. Like, yeah, throw that ball and I'm a stick. <laughs> shit don't lead to nothing but turnover yeah, when you looking at that time, shit, bro. Some of those dudes was like Batum was, you know, denying yeah. that motherfucker post feed. And then when he do it, just takes so much time to give him the ball. Then he gotta make his move. And even if he scored, that took all day to get that little ass two points. <laughs> and Rudy Gobert isn't gonna beat you the same way Bobon wasn't gonna beat you. So interesting. Yeah. The threes though. Both of these teams shoot the threes. Both of these teams shoot the threes. So that's yeah. a high scoring series or a low scoring series? High. High. It depends. It's gonna be low. low. What you think is low? You think these games not gonna reach hundred points? 
But I think a high, I think like one fit like one ten to one twenty. I think about like yeah, one twenty, one twenty five maybe. Oh shit. I think <laughs> like the average I feel like is around like one that one hundred to one ten. The low scoring games, I feel like anything under like a hundred at this point yeah. with the way the game goes. That's what I'm saying. I think, so, I think it's gonna be low scoring. I think these teams are gonna be very good defensive against each other. I think a lot of it's gonna have to come from tough buckets, but um I'll probably I'll probably go with low scoring. I yeah. think it's gonna be a look. Nothing crazy, but I think they're gonna be in three digits because they both shoot the threes and they have mm-hmm. scores like Donovan and Kawhi and Paul mm-hmm. George. So I think they can. I think they're gonna score. That PG uh, Joe Ingles rematch, man, is here. Uh oh. Joe Ingles don't want none of that shit. Didn't want it then. Don't want it now. That's another day for Joe Ingles. PG had this circled on his calendar. He was gonna go against Joe Ingles. Today. <laughs> Yo, Ingles' ass don't want none of that. They was winning and thriving, and so he was happy and doing extra. He don't want none of that. Jordan Clarkson gonna have to, he gonna have to be efficient, bro. He can't come in trying to get thirty points off fucking thirty shots. He gonna have to hit his shit, bro. Card Kawhi, Bogdanovic, um, Royce. Oh yeah, Royce. <laughs> hey, don't sleep on Royce O'Neal, D. Royce the five nine. <laughs> That boy should have been a Royce to six. He should have been a defensive select. Yeah. Like he should have been all team <laughs> defensive selection. All select. So select. So what do you say? Select. All selection. Team, all team slut. Um not like you said slut. <laughs> good defender. I hope he not a in good there. series. Should be a good series. Royce on hey. did his five dollar ass down before Kawhi make change. <laughs> Man, you said, Mike, you said, Hey, and you always bro, do first, first, first of all, first of all, first of all, after right after this damn call, I'm calling both them gyms to see which one we can get rented out. Okay, second of all, I'm trying to get back in this studio, man. Yeah, what's I'm up? gonna be cooking, I'm gonna be cooking today. Give me a day, give me a day. I, I thought well, we, we said Wednesday, see, I got we it. See each other mm-hmm. to, today yeah. in a couple hours, yeah. Yeah, so when when we get there, I'll pull up the the you did, uh, and we'll look at the times. I got a trip coming up too, unfortunately. So, see, they got to be right before the trip or right after the trip. We don't get what is it? Our trip? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. When I is don't know. It? Yeah, I got I got a call later today to get the dates and everything. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's impossible. Derek, Derek you you finish uh you finish gospel. He been finished. Oh, that was the. No, oh, yeah, that was no, the final part. Didn't. Did you start the no, other one, or are you gonna do the other one? Yeah. I've have you have, have you started it? The, the one you about? To, yeah, that that Wiz one. That, that's got a, a smooth ass beat on that Mills. Yeah, I, 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 I gotta get on that cool. I like that Wiz one. Tell me who seen that song, D Mills. I have no idea who seen that song. Mike, who seen that song? It's impossible. Oh, that song. I thought you were talking about who sings the song to this with me. Uh, nobody. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, that's what I thought. I, I, <laughs> us. Us, motherfucker. <laughs> I know that song, people. I don't know who sings it. I have no clue. It's impossible to get it. And that twist sheet. Uh, I'm, I'm highly disappointed in y'all, by the way. <laughs> I ain't know the no. Once he said that part, I said I understood. But the yeah. way he started off that shit, I ain't know how he sounded. That's how the song goes, though. Well, they they're suburban boys, Pete. They don't Impossible. They don't know nothing about the the legends of the shy. That's why I asked you, KB, because I know you. Yeah. Know. 
Twister was the first back. West Side rapper to get a contract. Don't don't sleep, man. Shout out to Twister. You just told me I'm finna go to the Twister concert. So Twister had a concert in Bolingbrook last year. I would have went, bro. I would have went. You bogus in a motherfucker because that's Fate's <laughs> sister stepdad, so I can get you to meet him. <laughs> I remember we was a little kid, Hell and Vontae like, yeah, my sister, he was like, blue, this little Vontae, we like kids, by the way, we like in like seventh grade, and my sister get everything, she got to do pink iPod, her dad, her stepdaddy, or her daddy, Twister. This <laughs> little Vontae, the one we was just talking about? She get everything, I forgot what it, he, no, this his the stepsister. These are people that, like, on the, you remember when I posted that, uh that picture of all of us together, they like, okay, now I can finally put a name to the faces of the people y'all always talk about. They don't really have the picture for Kyron, bro. They the don't. That, like his profile picture on Twitter is just. He's still unlike character, man. Uh, listen, this is what we're going to do. When we hoop at the, I'm, I'm whispering like Kyron right here. <laughs> when we rent the gym out, we bring in the cameras because that's content. But then we also need to have a moment where we fake like we interviewing everybody, but we really just letting the people see Kyron. <laughs> hey, Kyron, come here, man. Mike talking shit. How you going to guard him? He really going to really think. Yeah, he ain't going to think twice about it. Man, listen, Mike is. His garbage. Ass garbage. <laughs> his ass garbage. I need to eat a six piece. Extra mouth sauce with lemon. But that's the wildest thing. The man, yeah. Kyron, <laughs> ate a 10 piece wing right before he went to go hoop. And was in a close game of 32 and sat his ass down because bro, he was so tired. when we talked about it in the party, the nigga said, and I'm going to do it again. <laughs> he said he had just got off work or some shit, too. He said he just got off work, so he's already tired from that shit. Man, got a 10 piece. You can kind of see how Tyron looks in his uh, profile picture. Huh? You can kind of see how he looks in his profile picture. You just got to zoom in. But niggas that know him, yeah. But if the, if a fan was like, let me see how he goes. He in a dark-ass room taking yeah, himself like in the mirror. Come on, man. Which, uh, I got six in a possible. That's gonna be, that, that should be his dating profile picture, that first pick. He got holes already, bro. My way right. is man. That so boy be on the phone all damn day. I don't see nothing right there. Yeah, you're not gonna see it. They're, they're about to come in so crazy. You you don't even know how to, the process of getting waves. That's how I know your shit ain't gonna be on nothing. Wait, he said my way. My way is be fleet. You got to get the first haircut. Let your shit grow. Mm-hmm. Wave it up so it's getting under there, and then when the next haircut come. Right. That's why I was telling KB. I, I was, was like, yeah, my I'm first haircut. So what the fuck are you talking about? Me too. I don't shit. Me too. Me too. I said, no, you're I, not. Because yeah, you haven't have, have, go this low. You ain't go this low. What are you talking about? Your hair wasn't this low as mine. I literally had a fade. But it wasn't th- as low as mine. I chopped my shit off. So you telling me no, I, I don't even want to get into this. You telling me your hair arguing. was my shit was literally like damn near bald. Like I literally had a fade. Your shit was bald? Oh, I'm tripping. Man. That's what I say. It ain't what no. But I'm still on my first haircut, too. I got my shit like a week before my birthday. So it's been like oh, a month and a half. Your hair grows slow. If you still... Nah, it be, it's because my shit It's because my shit laid down. That's nah, that ways. Yeah. You don't got that type of shit. Your hair grows slow. I'm Come on, now. Bogus as hell. Your hair grows slow. No, it do. Okay. Okay, it do. It do. He gonna tell me how my hair grows. <laughs> I've literally heard Contreo say your hair grows slow, so I'm not the only person that thinks that. I don't know, man. It took a, KB a minute to grow his shit like that. He caught up to you fast because your shit grows slow. 
You was growing your shit out way before KB. And he caught up to you because your shit grows slow. Hey, what what the fuck is wrong with that? You I argue about everything. Just like I burnt your ass in the parking lot. My shoes ain't tied. <laughs> I wasn't tied. Them bitches are loose. I'm basically running in my If side. he would have bossed my ass, we would have heard none of that. Hell no. Nah. Your shoes you weren't tied. When Tyler was laughing and you said, are you want you want the garb? We're not tied in. Hey, you know, that's another thing, bro. I'm doing one v one to anybody for the bread. Anybody that's talking week on my game, just DM me. We will find a court. We can one v one for the bread, and that's gonna be it. He only talked to weak people. Mike, Mike, he he pick out who he wanna. Yeah, he came think... up to me and said, "Let's see you go guard P." Then what you say? Uh, he came up to me and was like, "Let's see you go guard P." Go guard P in the parking lot. No, I said you go guard me. Oh, you know me. Yeah, you didn't say go guard you. I don't know. We can get your matchup too. All right, we'll see y'all on Saturday, man. We appreciate y'all because I'm unless y'all want to do it a day earlier or, or something. I probably won't be here for Saturday. I got a funeral to go to. All right. Um, we'll figure it out. We'll see y'all. Peace. Peace out.